0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk.
1: Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank?
2: Think again. Do you have any idea how much a funeral would cost? If your parent or maybe a family member were to pass away suddenly, it's not surprising that you don't know. One in five haven't a clue. According to research from People Insurance, the average funeral is €6,000 in Ireland today. And that's just the average. Of course, funeral costs won't be immune to inflation either. Were you surprised, though, by the costs that you faced? And what was your experience? You can let us know. Join us on 53106. Lisa is with us on the line in Drada. Lisa, were you surprised by the, the costs of a funeral?
1: Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me on. Um, I guess, in a way, I was and I wasn't. Um, much like those four out of five, I probably had no frame of reference for how much a funeral was going to cost me when I found myself needing to call a funeral director
2: in the first place. And were you surprised then when you did hear? Um, I guess, in a way, I was.
1: Um we, I suppose the, the funeral that I planned for my husband was a fairly stripped back affair anyway, because it would have been what he wanted. But once I looked into it a lot more, I can see how quickly the costs can mount up and mount up. And it's interesting that they've put the figure of 6,000 on it, because ours would have gone way over that mm. when you take into account all of the different elements of it as well
2: just uh, tell us about those elements lisa okay so you know from memory
1: the funeral part itself cost just under five and a half thousand euro and that would have included cremation and all of the other services to use the funeral home for the morning of the funeral for visitation and that kind of stuff but then beyond that we decided to have kevin's ashes buried in his mother's grave So there was probably about another thousand euro in costs associated with opening the grave, having a ceremony there, having the headstone cleaned and having that engraved. Um, So obviously when you look at the burial versus cremation debate, I mean cremation is definitely more a cost effective method of doing funerals because burial
2: costs alone in Ireland can cost Mm. many tens of thousands. Like I would have said then, the 6,000 when I was reading this survey. You know, if it, it, just from our own experience, uh, you know, at home with my dad, I would think 6,000 is actually a, a conservative price for the, the reasons that you've outlined. But at the same time, four years ago, I wouldn't have had a clue, Lisa, if somebody was to say to me, how much does a funeral cost? Wouldn't have had a notion. No, and I guess
1: as well, it's one of those things, I mean, when you find yourself in a situation where you have to call a funeral director, you're not shopping around. You're just ringing your local funeral director or or the one that comes to mind or the one that someone's told you about and then you get a price because you've gone in to meet them and then it's already, the ball is already rolling at that point. It's not like you're going to pick up the phone and phone five different ones and get five different prices. Now to be fair to the funeral industry, a lot of their prices are fairly standard depending on, on where you are in the country. But They vary little from one funeral director to the other, as I've discovered since I've gone on in in my professional funeral celebrant life. But at the same time, when you're in the midst of shock and grief and the suddenness of it all, you don't start thinking about picking up the phone and ringing three different people and... At the same time, you also don't want to go. And well, they're the cheapest, so i will go with them. I know. Because
2: that's a really good point, Lisa. And I actually hadn't thought of that. Like you know, because more often than not, as you say, somebody who's passed away, they'll they'll probably you know if it's a thing that you know, there was there was an inevitability to it, or they've been sick, they probably had somebody in mind, or they'd mentioned somebody over the years, or somebody they knew locally, maybe that they wanted to do their funeral. That as you say, the shopping around element just doesn't come into it.
1: Exactly. And, and and some people do pre-plan and, you know, especially, I guess, the older generation. I mean, I know, for example, that my mother has her funeral plans to the nth degree, which is great for us. Um, but she also has, you know, paid for it in advance with, with the funeral director um, on a personal level since. I find myself needing to pay for a funeral, I've taken out funeral insurance. So, I pay a monthly payment, like you would with your car or your health insurance, and then the funds are immediately available there for my loved ones when I die to plan okay. my
2: funeral. That's and I, is that common, do you think, Lisa? No, mm. unfortunately it's really not.
1: Um, I mean, as as a funeral celebrant, I spend a lot of time encouraging people to plan even if it's just to get your wishes down for people to know what you want at your funeral. But the finances have to come into it as well. Mm. Um, I remember sitting in the funeral directors and the biggest barrier for me at the time when they were speaking to me was, how am I going to pay for this? But also, how soon do I have to pay for this? And a lot of people don't realise that the funeral bill isn't settled Immediately, mm. And a lot of funeral directors will give you up to a year to pay because they expect that a lot of people are paying for a funeral out of the proceeds of an estate. Yeah. And because probate in Ireland takes at least six months to a year in most simple cases and can obviously take a lot longer, funeral directors are thankfully prepared to wait because they realise that not a lot of people have prepared for this.
2: When you you talk about putting money away and people planning and actually I can see the text coming in on this already, Lisa, and I'll come to that in a moment. Is there Brilliant. like, I mean, is there a certain amount that you think of putting away?
1: Well, I have my, my funeral insurance is covered to me for 8,000 euros. Okay. And that will go up every year that I'm alive on, on an inflation basis. And um, the reason that I've put it at that is, you know, factoring in say. At the moment, the average funeral cost in €6,000, there would be a bit extra in that then for things like if they're going to do a reception after a funeral. Mm. Because that can be a huge Absolutely. cost that nobody really factors into it.
2: Yeah, you invite, you know, 100 people for a meal in a hotel and, you know, exactly. all of a sudden it's a, it's a huge additional cost to it. There
1: ca- is another couple of grand in yeah. the equation that you haven't even thought
2: about. Caroline in Wicklow was texted in and she says I'm actually dealing with this at the moment and the bill has been a real shock for me. Something that I'm not sure I know how to deal with in the middle of the grief that I'm going through. Thankfully the funeral home have said that I don't have to pay for another year but I still don't know how I'm going to be able to afford it then. Uh, Charlie McLafferty, Lisa, is with us as well. Charlie's a funeral director in, um, in Letter Kenny in Donegal. Charlie, is it is it that we don't... Do we plan well enough for this?
0: Good afternoon, and Lisa, sorry for your loss. Um, we don't plan enough for it. Um, what I would find is a lot of people that, uh, say, emigrated from Ireland years ago and went to England, Wales or Scotland and uh, have come back, they would be the people that have planned their funeral because they would have seen it done while they were over there. But Irish people don't tend to plan their funeral, really.
2: So it's mainly people uh, that are, you know, pl- hoping maybe to come back home, to be buried at home in Ireland. In the main, that's who have planned this.
0: Yeah, the people that would have come back to Ireland to retire, oh, yeah. people okay. say in mid-60s, 70s, they would have their plans made.
2: So does it, does it often mean then, perhaps, Charlie, that people receive a bill that they haven't saved for, they've no money put aside for?
0: Yeah, that does happen, yeah. That does happen. Years ago, or not that many years ago, the um, government used to pay out a grant of 850 euro, and it depended on how many stamps you paid. And uh, that was a great help to people, but that was done away with in one of the budgets. Uh, there's, no, there's only one payment available to any families, and it's um, known as a special needs payment. And I think you have to be a recipient of social welfare to apply for that. But um, on the cost of the funerals, which Lisa mentioned there... Mm. Cremation and burial in Donegal, one sort of cuts the other out. What I'm saying is, um, the price of a plot in Dublin or the surrounding areas is very expensive. But in Donegal, cremation and burial are much the same. There's no real difference. The price of uh, cremation is around 850 euros, and new plot is around four to five hundred euro, and then the grave decking from three to four hundred euro. So one sort of outweighs the other here.
2: But that's not typically the case in other counties then?
0: It's not now. The closer you are to the, the big urban areas the price of plots can vary. Okay. I've heard of one plot, Dublin, around sixteen thousand euros. Wow.
2: And how do how is it that, that prices vary so much then between undertakers, Charlie? Or do they around the country? Well
0: Well They do the, the typical funeral in Donegal is around three thousand euros. And uh, some may be a bit cheaper than that, some may be a bit dear, and it all depends on type of casket and what the family would uh, require. But um, if you were to buy a property in Dublin to set up a funeral home, you're probably looking at a million euro, where in Donegal, you know, it would be cheaper to open a funeral home. So that's probably, their property costs probably, it's like, why is the price of a bedroom dearer than Dublin than it is in Donegal? It's still a bedroom, but you know where I'm coming from. Okay,
2: so the cost of the, the, the building or effectively the rent of having the, the premises. Yes. You're, you're you're contributing then too to that. Brian and Carlo has got in touch and he says Lisa's point about shopping around for funerals is very interesting. We just rang a local funeral home. I kind of assumed that they all charged the same. I'd imagine, Charlie, that people don't tend to shop around when something like this happens, particularly if it's unexpected.
0: Sometimes it does happen and but uh, most of the families that we would be I'm fifth generation and most of the families would be dealing with for, for years like that. Uh, families tend to stay with the funeral directors that they use down through the years.
2: Yeah, that there's some maybe connection to as well. Um, I was really surprised, this texter says, by the cost of my father's funeral. He died suddenly. It wasn't something that we'd prepared for at all. We ended up having to take a loan from the credit union uh, in order to pay it back. Jen also says that I'd never thought about the cost of a funeral until my brother died and I was looking after it. The funeral directors were great. They were worth every penny. So helpful. But I really didn't expect the invoice that we received. Veronica is with us in Wicklow. Veronica, your dad passed away a while back was it something that you know that you would plan for
3: hi andrea and um, well um i think well no definitely not we hadn't planned that um but my mum and dad had actually had the foresight many years ago i'd say about 30 years ago to actually buy their plot and um, so that wasn't a cost uh, factor in it at all they had bought their plot and as when we were all younger even the five kids of us we all wondered like whose name is go why aren't you putting your name on it? And they were just they had bought the plot many, many years ago. Mm. But I think that generation may have had the foresight and the reality um to organise things really. And subsequently um uh, my dear brother has gone into that grave um along with my dad. So that wasn't um That's that was already purchased many, many years yeah. ago.
2: And that's a big, like that's a big, you know, cost associated in in, in the overall sum.
3: Oh, it, oh, it would be indeed. Yes, I think the the main cost was possibly the the price of the the coffin. Like, what type of wood you go for? Was the 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 factor um for my dad and my brother's funeral.
2: Look, it's very, it's very difficult, and and like Lisa, a lot of people are getting in touch actually about that point, and I I don't know if it was something um that you, Veronica, did like, but people talking about it, you never shop around in a situation like this, and even for people that are pre planning, they don't tend to ring up and get quotes or get prices in advance of it. Like it's it's usually because of a, a local connection or a family connection or somebody in the local catchment.
3: Oh yeah, oh yeah, and uh, normally it'd be where your locality is or where you live that you've kind of, um, you have family members already uh, buried or interned in a cemetery.
2: Yeah. Lisa, just to go back to your point, I know you mentioned that, you know, you, you work as a celebrant now um, professionally. Do, do do you find that more people of I don't want to say the younger generation, but like are more people, talk, do they talk about pre-planning funeral site?
1: Um. No unfortunately they still don't.
2: Um, I I do
1: pre-planning services um, but I find it's the older generation that, that tend to come to me to put it or it's someone like me who had it happen to them and then it makes them think about well I don't want this to happen to my family so I'm going to plan now.
2: OK, so it's not as, yeah. And it's the other point, I suppose, as well, that's been mentioned from people, um, I can see in the text too, Lisa, is people talking about having to use their own personal funds. And, and that was the point that you made a little earlier as well about people maybe just being a little bit more aware financially. I know it's a difficult conversation, though, for people to have, for people to think about.
1: It is, and, and it still boils down to some of the things that we have spoken about before on different shows about people really not wanting to think about the end. So planning can be a difficult subject to navigate because that forces you to think about the fact that you're going to die someday. OK.
2: Lisa, listen, thank you for sharing your experience. Veronica too, Charlie as well. Um, Charlie from McLafferty Funeral Directors in Letter Kenny. Talking about this research that's, uh, that's out about the cost of a funeral in Ireland. Um, one in four people have had to use their personal funds to pay for a funeral of a loved one because look, m- maybe it was unexpected um, and wasn't, wasn't planned for as as is often the case. And that's what many of the stories coming into us here in the programme today are saying. It's the, um, the research that's out, €6,000 was the average cost. But I would actually say that's nearly a conservative Estimate, um, if you're to look particularly at burial and buying plots in in certain parts of the country, um, eighteen hundred four five three one zero six is the number. If you want to share your own experience with us on the show today, Sarah got in touch. Um, Sarah, what's your experience? Hi, Andrea. <clears throat> um, I have stage four COPD,
4: and rather rather than like being able to concentrate on that and death and all that, I can't. Because I'm consumed with the price of a funeral. And personally speaking, I wouldn't mind having a pauper's grave. <clears throat> but my daughter wouldn't have that. And it's really, really hard that, like, I don't know, it's just too expensive. Like, I'm on disability now. And I used to, what I tried to do to get the money is I'd revamp. And now because of chemicals and that, I can't revamp furniture. like, And because yeah. of chemicals, I can't even do that. And like, I don't know, it's just like, it's. there's nothing out there to say like, Now this isn't unexpected. Like I knew I had COPD, but I didn't realize it would come up that fast before okay. I knew I'm on stage I'm 4 to hear that, Sarah. No, so, I am. Um, well, it is what it is, but I mean, I just, it's just hard. Like when I'm, when I was looking up all the time, mentally, I am, mentally, like, I know what's happening. I know it's going to happen. I know what's going to happen before I know it. But I can't honestly put my head into that because of I'm just because of the stress of the price of a funeral.
2: So the the the, the cost of of the funeral has just come it's just on your mind constantly, Sarah.
4: Absolutely. Absolutely a hundred percent. It's consuming me. You know, and I know like I would as I said, I would go I would take a pauper's grave and it wouldn't ma- matter to me. But my daughter won't have that. And the way it is, she had to leave Ireland to um, get work. And the way it is, uh, she wouldn't, I know in my heart and soul, she wouldn't have me in a pauper's grave. But yes, like, because of, I don't know, she wouldn't, because then she would go out of her way to try and get the money. Like, she's, she's like, just working to pay her mortgage and do all that. And she'd go out of her way to do that. Because she wouldn't see her mother going into a pauper's grave, and then that's a million times more stress.
2: Stress on 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 you and thinking about the the cost of it. Um, were you surprised when it, when we we mentioned the figures today? You know, like you know, it's no. something that people don't really think about, is it, Sarah? It'll, you know, I suppose unfortunately, you, you maybe you have to, or it happens to somebody.
4: Well, I knew, I knew it was like say two years ago. I knew. I knew, like, I better start thinking of something. So I took out um, funeral expense but I only could take the lowest one. So that's only a couple of grand. And then, like, even last Christmas, I was told I'd be lucky if I see this Christmas. Now, thank God I'm going okay. And then, like, so that's it. That's just where I am now.
2: But it's terrible, Sarah, that you know you're... You know that you're cons- that this is just consumed. You're thinking about this and, and the cost of it. And you're, you mentioned your daughter is she's living abroad. Is she? She's she's living over in England. She's because, in England, yeah.
4: Yeah, she couldn't get work here, so okay. she didn't have a choice. And then, like, not only that, like, she got a bit of like she got COVID. Like, she's a, uh, working in a hospital. She got the COVID, but what happened with her? She got long term. So this set her back, and um, like she's still working now. Touch wood. What I mean. But that's the situation where, and like I mean, now it's so with everything gone up. I mean, I'm I just going against the wind, like.
2: But I mean, enough. is is there anyone, Sarah, that you can um, you could even talk to about it? Because we 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 Charlie uh, on with us a little earlier on. Um, Charlie's an, an undertaker in, in Donegal, and he just mentioned the point that you know that there there is um, you know there is some assistance. Uh, for for people or certainly there was previously like is there is there anyone even that you can talk to because it's terrible that you're so consumed worrying you know worrying about this
4: The assistance Andrea is that when I die if my daughter went to uh, our government and said like for funeral arrangements because I'm on disability she would get back now I don't know she wouldn't know nothing about like how to even go about that I don't know for the sake of a couple of grams would she do that I don't know, and anyway, I won't be around to know, So, but that's still, and then when you're saying anyone to talk to, I was told to get in touch with a hospice. that, like, not to go into a hospital or not like that, like, was just to um, make me come, not, yeah, come to terms with it, and then when it's coming, like, it's not going to be a total out and out shock. But, I mean, I'm, when I looked up Google, I heard it's a pretty bad death, so that's why... They said to me, "We'll get in touch with uh, hospice, and then they will see you through and let you know." Like, but that doesn't—that's not doing my funeral. That's
2: only no. Well, that, well that's yeah. That's what, what I suppose. What I meant was just you know, more, someone you could talk to about maybe options that that might be there, just in terms of the costs of the funerals that you know that, that we're talking about because they are—they're extortionate the costs. Like, and I can Absolutely. see more and more texts coming yeah. in from people, and and it's it's but it's terrible that this is weighing on your mind you know and that like yeah. this is you're worrying worrying about this Sarah you know like that's yeah. that's that's awful do you know what I mean and that's why I was just yeah. wondering is there maybe some of the groups or organizations that you could that could chat to or maybe give you some you know information about casts or, or that like because it's it's terrible yeah. that this is what's this is what's worried you know that's what's worrying you and yeah. on your mind you know Sarah listen thank you for for getting in touch with us um Today in the program, and you know, like, uh, mind yourself, and I wish you well. You know, and uh, is your daughter Thank coming you. home for Christmas?
4: Um, no, because she's working through it.
2: She's We're, working you know, for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah, hopefully, hopefully, I get like, I hopefully I get like that. I get, I get over to her, but the traveling thing is an issue for me. Mm. Like, I mean, I don't know what's going to be like. Today is actually a pretty good day for me, but then like tomorrow it can just switch, so. Like, that's what's delaying me, getting to her. And I mean, she can't give... I will see her, like, it's just a matter of when,
2: you know. Were you hoping to get over this th- this side of Christmas?
4: Well, I was hoping to get to see her, of course. Like, I haven't seen her in so long, between her being sick and then, like, because it was long-term. um, Like, I couldn't go over to her because I would get it straight away with my health. And then now her the hospital is rampant with it again, like... And she's afraid, and her um, partner works in hospital as well. He's a paramedic. So, like, I don't know. It's just really against the wind at the moment. um, Yeah, it's just, uh, like, and there isn't even anything for, like, because I'm on disability, there isn't even anything, like, how do I say it? Like, oh, I don't know. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing, like, that will... Set it off, you know. What I mean, why I'm alive, there won't be when I'm died. When I die, she can get something, but that still isn't peace of mind. If you know what I'm I saying.
2: know, I know. Sarah, I know. Sarah, listen, mind yourself, and and take care of yourself. And I hope you do get over to, or your daughter gets back over, or you get even to, you know, to to the UK. Um, to see her over the the Christmas period, but look in in the meantime, take care of yourself and thank you for for getting in touch with us here on the program today. Like it's it, it's incredible that you know people are so consumed. And Sarah's not the only person. There's other emails coming into us here now as well from people talking about um, just worrying about the cost of dying, worrying about leaving the family then having to, to deal with the costs about pre-planning. Uh, another story here of somebody on disability allowance Um, and say they've made the point that they're listening to Sarah and you know their own situation is very, very similar. His texter has gotten in touch to say, my son died recently. The funeral costs were €8,000. Scandalous that these costs are not tax allowable. But if somebody dies and their estate is left to you, the funeral expenses will be allowed against the tax liability. I contacted Revenue and they confirmed this. It seems so, so disrespectful or distasteful to talk about money when your heart is absolutely broken. This texter as well says, I live in the North West and my dad's funeral was just last year. The funeral director charged me €14,000. I didn't make a formal complaint. I was involved in another funeral in another part of the country and it was around half that price. The price list wasn't itemised. People are in grief. They're not challenging costs but I seriously regret paying it and not questioning it. I mean that seems absolutely incredible. Fourteen thousand euro. Jerry has got in touch and says the government used to be able to bury people up until about eighteen years ago. Um this ta- Trish and Galway, if you're a member of the credit union, they cover your funeral expenses with a once off payment, I believe, according to, to Tritian Galway. Look, I know it's a difficult thing to talk about, but I can tell you from the stories coming into us here, like this you know it's it's something that really worries people. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan Brought to you by Avant Money Weekdays at midday On Newstalk